We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 813, a 70% chance for showers today. Another front comes through. Tomorrow's going to be sunny with highs in the mid-50s. Pretty much likewise, Saturday, then warmer on Sunday. The jewel, if you will, in the crown of the weekend with highs of 66 and plenty of sunshine. February is American Heart Month. And caring for your heart can be a big step forward for your health. Dr. B joins us now, Chief Medical Officer of People's Health, to discuss heart disease and the long-term benefits of making heart-healthy choices. Dr. B, you there? I can't see you with all the fog. (laughs) I know. It has been terrible lately. I'm ready to see the sun. Put that thing on your head with the light on it and the big silver thing, whatever doctors wear. What is that, anyway? (laughs) Just to make sure we can see what we're doing. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) What is heart disease? So really, heart disease is kind of a generic catch-all phrase, and and, uh, we use it to describe a, a variety of conditions that all either affect the heart's structure or its function. And um, all of those conditions really prevent the heart from pumping blood the way it should. And, you know, if the blood has trouble getting either to your heart or out from your heart to your lungs and the other organs, that's going to cause a lot of problems. It's, I mean, it's really amazing, but nearly half of all adults in the United States have some form of heart disease, wow. and it is the leading cause of death for men, women, and really uh, every racial or ethnic group in the United States. So that's why it's so important to know about it. Half of the adults in the United States have some form of heart disease. What are the different types of heart disease? Yeah, so there's a lot of different types, and like I said, we use that as a catch-all phrase. The most common type that most people know about is something called coronary artery disease, or we shorten that to CAD. And that really is what occurs when the plaques build up on the arteries that are bringing blood to the heart muscle itself. So if those arteries narrow, it makes it more difficult to get that oxygen-rich blood to your heart so it can continue pumping and doing what it needs to do. And the most often result from that, you, you may develop chest pain or something called angina or even a heart attack. And then there really are a couple of other major types of heart disease that a lot of people have heard of. Heart failure is a very common one, and that's really when the heart cannot pump enough blood to meet the the body's demand. And that can be caused by coronary artery disease or or other conditions and other longstanding conditions like high blood pressure or even thyroid disease. And then arrhythmias are very common, and that is really an irregular heartbeat. One of the most common types that people know about is atrial fibrillation. And atrial fibrillation is when um, clots can actually form in your heart. And if those clots leave your heart, they can damage your lungs or even cause a stroke. 
And so arrhythmias really can develop on their own, or they can be a result of coronary artery disease or other types of heart conditions. And then the last major type that we see is something called heart valve disease. And, you know, your heart has four valves in it that open and close to direct the blood where it needs to go. And if you have a trouble with a valve, it's having difficulty opening and closing correctly, you're either going to leak blood or you're going to block the blood from getting where it needs to go. And that obviously can cause a lot of problems. What are some of the risk factors for heart disease? Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest risk factors is just age. You know, aging really causes changes throughout your body, and your heart is not spared from that, nor are your blood vessels. And and so as you get older, your risk for developing heart disease increases. And so adults that are ages 65 and older are really much more likely to develop heart disease than, than young people are. And then another huge risk factor is actually family history, something you can't do anything about. You know, but if you have a first-degree relative, so, you know, a parent, a brother, or a sister, you're a lot more likely to develop uh, heart disease, especially if they developed it at an early age, then you need to be really looking for it at an earlier age yourself. And then, you know, there's common conditions that lead to heart disease, things like high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and certainly diabetes, you know, can really put a strain on your heart and increase that risk as well. And, you know, and I have to throw in all the time smoking. Smoking Yeah, smoking is is really the major risk factor for heart disease, so you got to quit. Doctor, I don't know of anything we have ever discussed that smoking has not been a contributing factor to in terms of disease. No, it's always on there. It's always on there. So really, if you are smoking, you've got to start making a plan to quit. What are the symptoms of heart disease? So they, you know, they really can vary, and it depends what type of heart disease you have. The, you know, the things that you look for in particular, obviously chest pain or chest discomfort is going to be something very concerning. There are a lot of other causes, non-heart-related causes to chest pain, but that's, that's really a red flag. And then sometimes with that chest pain, if you get pain or numbness in an arm or a leg, that can be a sign that something's going on in your vessels, and that's going to need to get checked out. Um, some people may just develop shortness of breath, you know, or we, we call it um, dyspnea on exertion. And what that means is, you know, you're walking upstairs and you start feeling really winded. That's something, especially if it happens abruptly, you need to get checked out as well. And then for those arrhythmias, you may feel a really fast heartbeat, maybe fluttering in your chest. It's that irregularity that you're sensing. And then, you know, there are some really vague um, symptoms that people get too, just general fatigue or weakness, maybe a little lightheadedness or dizziness. Um, So any of those things could be red flags. And and if you have any of them, you want to talk to your doctor right away. You know, like most chronic conditions, they're much easier to treat when we find them early. So that's why it's so important to get those regular checkups and talk with your primary care physician so you can really maintain your health. So how do they find it early? How is it diagnosed? So the the good news is it's pretty easy to identify. So if you're having any of those symptoms, you go to your doctor, you know, we're going to ask you a whole lot of questions about your personal history and definitely your family history because that plays in so much, like I was saying. You know, um, and then we'll do a full physical exam. Um, we'll likely get blood work on you to check your cholesterol, make sure you don't have diabetes. A lot of times we'll get a chest x-ray. It's an easy way to look at the shadow of the heart, see what's going on with it. And then there are a few other tests that can be done, some right in the office as well, um, something like an EKG or an electrocardiogram. 
It's really a very quick and painless test that just records the electrical signals coming from the heart. And so it can show us how your heart's beating and if there's any abnormalities in the way that those electrical signals are moving through your heart. Um, another really easy test and painless test to get is an ultrasound of the heart or what we call an echocardiogram. That gives us a lot of information. It gives us images of the heart. It actually shows us how it's beating and we can tell if there may be a problem with a heart valve or maybe there's a section of the heart that's not beating as well as the others. So that gives us a lot of information. And then your doctor may order a stress test. And um, anyone who's had this knows a lot of times you have to get on a treadmill they hook you up to a bunch of wires, they check your EKG, and sometimes even that echocardiogram while you're running on a treadmill. Um, and it can really give us a lot of information about what your heart does when you're exercising. So that's really critical for us to tell what type of heart disease you may have. All right, quick break. We'll pick it up here when we come back talking to Dr. B, Chief Medical Officer of People's Health, about heart disease and the long-term benefits of making your heart Healthy, uh, making rather heart healthy choices because February is American Heart Month. When we come back, we'll pick it up with treating heart disease. A21 traffic now, WWL. A25, Tommy Tucker, WWL. Quickly back to Dr. B, Chief Medical Officer of People's Health. February is Heart Health Month and uh, American Heart Month, rather. And we're talking about keeping your heart healthy and, and keeping your body healthy. Uh, Doc, how is heart disease treated now that we've talked about how it's diagnosed? Yeah, so you know we we have a lot of treatments, which is which is a good thing, and that treatment plan that we develop is going to be very customized for you, for the type of heart disease you have, and really for the symptoms that you're presenting with. And you know one of the the biggest things we use is going to be medications. Um, you know there are hundreds of medications that can be used to treat heart disease. You know, and really specific things that lead to heart disease, so cholesterol-lowering medications and blood pressure medications. Um, you know, there are meds to reduce that plaque buildup that can lead to coronary artery disease, and some people even require blood thinners uh, to prevent clots from something like an arrhythmia. But if the medications don't do everything we need, then, you know, we have to pull something else out of the toolbox. We have to do procedures and occasionally even surgery. You know, one of the most common procedures, if you've got a blockage in one of your arteries, would be stenting. Um, you know, it's something that can be done relatively quickly. You know, it's minimally invasive um, and can really make a difference in those symptoms and get more blood to your heart. You know, it can lead all the way up, though, to major heart surgery, open heart surgery, which is, you know, very complex. That's really replacing those arteries so you get better blood flow to, to your heart. And then sometimes we'll order something called cardiac rehab or cardiac rehabilitation. That's really a monitored exercise program. It's to help your heart get stronger. And, um, and it's done in a controlled environment because if you've got heart disease, you always want to talk to your doctor before starting an exercise program. And sometimes cardiac rehab can help that a lot. So if we want to avoid all of that and prevent it, how can you prevent heart disease? You know, unfortunately, there's no way to completely prevent heart disease. You know, as you get older, it's going to become more prevalent. Um, but it's really never too late, uh, you know, to start working on making healthy choices and heart-healthy choices to reduce your risk. And, you know, so one of the biggest things, like I was mentioning, 
regular physical activity is critical. You know, you've got to exercise the heart. It's a muscle. So just like you exercise your other muscles, you've, you've really got to be physically active. We say at least 150 minutes per week of moderate exercise. Um, you know, do something, get in the swimming pool, walk around your neighborhood, bike. Um, something like that can be very beneficial in, in improving your heart health. But like I mentioned, you want to talk to your doctor about that before you, before you start. And then eating a healthy diet is critical. We can't say this enough. You know, fruits and vegetables, um, beans and, and legumes are really good uh, for your heart. Um, lean meats and fishes, and certainly low-fat, low-carb um, types of foods are going to be better for you. Whole grains are, are excellent as well, and really those healthy fats, not the highly saturated fats that are found in red meat, uh, is really things that you want to avoid. Other ways to prevent heart disease? Yeah, I'll just kind of reiterate again, stop smoking. So if you're smoking right now, one of the best things you can do for your heart is really to stop. And what's interesting is all the studies have shown that, that um, when you have stopped smoking for a year, your risk of heart disease drops to about half that of wow. a smoker. So there really is a great benefit to quitting now. Even if you've smoked for a really long time, there's really a great benefit to your heart if, if you do quit. And then, you know, manage stress. And, and part of it is it's not so much that stress itself can cause heart disease. It's really how people cope with stress in unhealthy ways that can lead to heart disease. So a lot of people will overeat, they'll drink too much, or they'll smoke too much. And, and so if you find alternative ways to manage your stress, things like relaxation, exercise, or meditation, you know, you're going to be better off in the long run. And then, you know, really critical, stay up to date on all your health screenings. Um, we check your blood pressure at every visit, so make sure you're coming in to see your doctor. Your cholesterol should certainly be checked for, for um, you know, for anyone who's got a family history of high cholesterol, but we screen people for that as well. So make sure you're seeing your primary care physician on a regular basis. Doc, a quick text. Somebody texted in and said they're 68. They've been jogging for a long time, long, slow distances is that enough to keep them heart healthy? Yeah, it definitely will help, and it can reduce your risk of heart disease. But once you're over 65, even really, really healthy and active individuals can develop those plaques. And so you still want to go see your doctor and get evaluated to make sure nothing is, nothing's hiding in there. And the only thing I'll add, you don't have to train for the Olympics. Just move, no, absolutely just move around, not. Right? Just moderate exercise is usually good enough. Thank you, doctor. Appreciate the information. Have a great day. Thanks, Tommy. You too. To find out more about People's Health, you can go to peopleshealth.com. You can visit the People's Health Medicare Center at 3017 Vets in Metri. Appointments are recommended, but walk-ins are welcome. You can call 1-800-978-9765. And you can always follow People's Health on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. A minute late, but still in time for WWL First News. For that, we go to Ian Ozan. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time, baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world, screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.